0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast.
1: Good Friday morning. Yes! It was That's a short week key for the Browns, and for once they didn't come
2: up on the short end of it. Man, who you telling? You got to be excited about that if you're a Brown. There's right? not much
1: to be excited about after week one. They lost to the Ravens, bounced back, played a divisional opponent again, this time got the best of the Bengals, 35-30. And if this is the first of many we're expecting to see between these two guys, because... As much as criticism is there is around Baker Mayfield, they certainly believe he's their guy. And obviously, Joe Burrow was fantastic in his second
2: career yes, start. That so is correct.
1: as crazy as it is to say, Browns-Bengals over the next several years might be really intriguing, especially at the most important position on the field. But I
2: don't know that I want to sit around on a Thursday night and watch the heat at 7 o'clock and then against the Celtics and then lead into too many more Bengal-Brown games, right, on Thursdays. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. They got to figure out how to get us a better Thursday night type matchup. Although the football, the game was entertaining, so to speak. It was okay.
1: Yes, that game was made for NFL Network. Once we get to the Fox games on Thursday, with all due respect, we're going to get some big-time opponents. It's Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Jay Will taking the morning off. You saw him last night doing all the NBA work. He mentioned uh, the Heat and the Celtics with Miami taking a 2-0 series lead. Jay was a part of the coverage, so he'll be with us again on Monday, well-rested and ready to go. Your Lakers will be ready to go tonight against the Denver Nuggets, 9 p.m. Eastern ESPN Radio. They have never, in six previous Matchups. I mean, th- this is one of the most lopsided playoff series of all time. When Denver plays Los Angeles in the playoffs, it's all Lakers all the time.
2: It, it is. And, and, you know, look, they when you start talking about the Lakers and Denver in a matchup, Denver's going to try to give it all they can. But coming out of two tough series and then coming to try to play a well-rested Laker team with a LeBron James on a mission, that's going to be tough. It's, just, it's a tall order. Yeah. One
1: thing we're going to get into a little bit later in the morning, one thing that hasn't been talked about because the Nuggets need to just catch their breath after every single series. The Lakers are just chilling with their feet up after the first two series. Michael Malone, the Nuggets head coach, was a five-year assistant. With the Cavs from 2005 to 2010, so the early portion. of So you're gonna try to tell career. me he
2: knows LeBron?
1: I would just like to guess, I would like to have somebody ask him nope. what he's seen in terms of evolution. Right, he just got there a couple years after LeBron got to town, and now 15 years later, it's no big deal. Coaches bounce around forever, but it, LeBron is playing still 15 years after he got to Cleveland and still playing at an insane but
2: level. But is there a real? evolution with LeBron, or is it the same LeBron?
1: Well, evolution, I guess I should mean ascension, right? When okay. he was there in 05, he obviously wasn't the player that he was in 16 or the player he is in 20. But just to see a guy that saw him on the ground floor that's now coaching against him when this kid he saw as a young pup is trying to get to his 10th finals. I just think that's an interesting perspective. No,
2: it, it is an interesting perspective, but when you look at it, 17 seasons and six NBA uh, all uh, all NBA teams. All NBA teams, 16 of them. So the growth obviously is there, but the only thing I've seen change with LeBron James is his beard and his hair. That's it. <laughs> he loses a little bit of hair and gains a beard. Other than that, he's been the same dude since he's been at the NBA to me. That's the only thing LeBron and I have in
1: common. A little bit off the top, but uh, after that, I think it ends for me and the King. The King, of course, used to play in Cleveland, bringing them their first championship in over 50 years in 2016. The Browns have been teasing their fans forever, rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. They have the NFL's longest playoff drought, and the Bengals have not won a playoff game in 30 years. So somebody needed something good to
2: feel about. In Ohio. Yes. Other than Ohio State.
1: They're back. Sean Wade is back, one of their top players, opting back in. He'll be with us this morning on the program, but that's a little bit later, so hang tight if you're listening this morning in Columbus. That's a big, big addition. Baker Mayfield, after the game, after the 35-30 game, essentially said, not only did we need this short term, but we can really use this as a building block.
3: Just to come out here and execute whatever it's called, you go out there and do your job and trust in that system. Uh, that there's going to be holes. You know, if you establish that run game like you keep hitting on uh, and taking care of the ball, then you're going to have success. So I think that's going to build confidence for us and us playing complementary football with the defense. Uh, It's, you know, that's the scary part is if we start clicking and and keep getting better, um, it is going to be a fun ride.
1: The next litmus test key, then now they have the long week because they just had the short week. So they won't have to play again until the 27th of September and they will host the Washington football team before making a trip to face the Dallas Cowboys. So those are their next two.
2: One game at a time. One game right? at a time. You get rested, you <laughs> bumps and bruises, you get some heels, whatever players you don't have back, like a Greedy Williams. Hopefully he comes back and helps your secondary out. Well, by the time you get to Washington, before you even think about Dallas.
1: Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Give it to us straight. What did you see from Baker and OBJ? And then we'll quickly hit on Burrow, too.
2: Well, I think you – you, you. I saw exactly what I wanted to see. Last, yesterday when we were on the show, I talked about being smooth, making everything click meticulously, being able to hit your targets, being able to run precise routes, catch the football, run after catch, getting him out on the perimeter. One of the things that I think Kevin Stefanski learned from, from the Baltimore game in his first game as a head coach – is that Baker Mayfield is best on the perimeter, bootlegs, waggles, just things that he could see the field a lot better. You think a quarterback Z sees the field a lot better because he's in the pocket. Well, a guy who's a smaller stature like a Baker Mayfield, you want to get him out on the perimeter, get him to just scan the field, throw the ball down the field. One of the hardest throws in the NFL, and not a lot of quarterbacks can make it, is the touchdown to OBJ when he's – running to his left, getting his shoulders squared around to be able to launch that football to a receiver that's on the outside running a stutter go is just beautiful football. Beautiful work all the way around. The way that they drew it up, it dialed it up, it hit perfect. And OBJ was happy. And when you have a happy wide receiver, your life is easy. Are you speaking from personal experience? I should know. And I think that is what... You know, they came into this game with a whole bunch of criticism, rightfully so, because they were quiet during the summer. We expected them to, 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 you know, be a great team last year, even though Freddie Kitchens was not a great coach. We just looked at the talent. But then this year, when they came out against Baltimore, they looked like a Pop Warner football team. It just looked like a ragtag operation. And so... My thing was, okay, win or lose, I need to see if this is a football team. I need to, I need to understand it. When you have OBJ getting six targets for 75 yards and a touchdown right. on four catches, that's sufficient for a wide receiver. You don't need – well, you do want to catch the ball a lot, but you don't have to be productive with 15 grabs. You could be productive with four catches for 75 yards and a touchdown – Because that's a killer. Running that double move on the outside, it took the heart out of the Cincinnati secondary. It made them think, "Uh uh-oh, this dude here with the blonde hair, he's back. (laughs) And he was back last night, and I'm I'm excited for him.
1: We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll go to Cleveland. Boots on the ground with our Aaron Goldhammer, who works for our ESPN radio station.
2: Goldhammer! Hammer
1: Hammer Nation, 850. That'll be coming up at 630. Sounds
2: like a wrestler's name.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, you're right. Yes, um... I, would, I want to ask you this, though. A lot of people will say, this is just the fan in me, but I know we were discussing this beforehand, and this is really interesting. A lot of people will say, well, the biggest difference for the Browns from week one to week two is in week one, they played the unanimous MVP in the favor to win the division, and in week two, they played possibly the worst team in the division, but you threw cold water
2: all over that. And that, and that may be true, right? It may be true that the Baltimore Ravens are a much better team than the Cincinnati Bengals. Duh. Like, we don't know that. That's not what we're looking for. At least football guys like me that think I know the game and understand the game and study the game. I'm looking for smooth transition from Baltimore to Cincinnati on offense. Kevin Stefanski was brought in to teach Baker Mayfield how to play the position to get the most out of Landry, get the most out of OBJ, Chubb, Huntley, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. That's what they did. Miles Garrett, that's what they did. Denzel Ward was all over the field in the secondary for me, and that's what I'm looking for. No matter who the opponent is, when you talk about the New England Patriots, you, you when you look at the New England Patriots, for instance, and they lose six guys on defense that opted out starters, and everybody says, "Well, oh, they lose these players, they're not going to be good." That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for it to see if they're going to bust in the secondary and people are going to run wide open and score touchdowns. That, and, and when you see that doesn't happen you know that they're doing their job. And when you look at the Cleveland Browns and you see the completion percentage, getting Baker Mayfield out of trouble, protecting him in certain situations, him not panicking in the pocket, uh, Chubb pressing the hole and doing the things he's doing in the running game, uh, uh, adding in Hunt, allowing him to gash the defense, that's showing me that you could potentially be a good football team because one win turns into what? Two. Two. And then two turns into three. And then all of a sudden, we go to a Dallas and we pop them. Now we start feeling real good. And then it just, boom.
1: Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Again, Aaron Goldhammer, not Greg the Hammer Valentine. That's no, what you were I, thinking no,
2: of. no, 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 no. <laughs> I always, I'm on with them on radio, and I always tell them every time I go on, a, you know, and do our affiliate thing, I tell him, you know, you should go be a wrestler. Because <laughs> it just sounds like a wrestler's name.
1: Greg the Hammer, one of the greats from the 80s, still to come, We're going in the NBA from a possible title contender to seeing this team's window close before they can even reach their max potential. Who are we
0: talking about? We'll have that next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: We are back where we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, including Big Park. Kendra Perkins will be here to talk NBA at 7.30. But before Park is here... Make sure we uh, call Perk twice. Make sure he doesn't hit the snooze. We'll be ready to go with him at 7.30. But before we get his thoughts on the NBA, I want to get your thoughts, Key. Uh, Despite actually leading the Celtics in scoring last night, the Celtics do need Kemba Walker to get into the zone. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Kemba had talked about before the start of the series how poorly he was playing. He's also dealing with a bit of a knee injury, so there have been some situations around Kemba Walker. The situation around the Celtics, they were up a dozen heading into the fourth quarter of Game 1. Blew it. Lost it. You heard Mike Breen there say they They were up 17, and with Pat Riley watching from above in the bubble in person with his mask on, they rallied to take that game and are now up 2-0, and there are a ton of questions on what's happened to the so-called genius, Brad Stevens.
2: Uh, You know, look, I don't think anything's happened to the so-called genius. I think he just hasn't made the necessary adjustments that they needed to in the second half of these games, especially in the bubble, right? When you look at the series against Toronto, they should have closed that thing out a long time ago. But because Toronto made the adjustments with Nick Nurse, they brought it all the way to the end, seven games stretched it. Now in the Miami situation, Eric Spoelstra's just out-coaching him. And Eric Sposter for quite frankly, is out-coaching everybody. I mean, he's the best coach in the East right now. So when you look at that, this window of opportunity, man – is scary for Boston. I know we like the young nucleus of talent, Tatum and Brown and smart and, and, and now Kimball Walker, but we also liked it when they had Gordon Hayward and, and Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving and all these different pieces coming and going. It reminds me a lot of, you hear me here. Go for it. The process. Oh, in Philly. In Philadelphia, right? It's four years ago. We would, we would have thought by now a ticker tape parade would have gone through Philadelphia. Down South Street. Down South Street. <laughs> right. But it didn't happen. And as you continue to put yourself in these situations like Boston, not getting out of the East and getting to the finals and winning a chip, everybody else in the East is getting ready to get better. You know, Milwaukee's going to get better or worse, but Miami is going to get better. Right, They're not going to get worse because they already here. They're just going to get better. Then there's a team that's right up the road. I don't know which way. That way. Your GPS. You gotta get yeah, your I got to figure it way. out. If Jay Will's here, he'd tell me Brooklyn is over there near New Jersey <laughs> and he's from here. But <laughs> the Nets, no one talks about that with Kyrie and, and KD coming back next year. So the East is getting ready to get some sort of logjam. Toronto is probably going to get a little bit better. And if they don't, they still in the way. So this window of opportunity for Boston could be closing. You know, and you say, oh, how could that be, man? They young. No, you don't know what you're talking about, Keith. No, I do know what I'm talking about. Because four years ago, we would have thought Boston by now would be in the finals. But it's going by them slowly. Three years from now, we might be looking at something different in Boston. It's all about meeting the moment. And I understand the Celtics have more championships. Hell, just- Indiana going to get better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they need a new coach, but they want to be more offensively driven. Mike D'Antoni is out there. Here's what it reminds me of. I totally understand. If you're a Celtics fan, look, you got more titles than anybody. You got one more title than Keys Lakers, though. that may For be now. Changing. That yeah. may be changing, but the Celtics do have 17. The Lakers have 16. So when you talk about the Celtics meeting the moment, we're not talking about anything short of hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy because of their history. But they remind me, and this is interesting because you're a college football guy at heart. They remind me of... Oklahoma. When Bob Stoops was coaching Oklahoma, he won a national title in his second year. Yes. And then he never won one again. And after he won one in his second year, and I'm not diminishing that by saying it's easy. No, I'm laughing
2: because I was going to say, well, he did run up against USC one time.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. And that did not go well for the Sooners. That did not go well for the Sooners. One of the epic blowouts you'll ever see about 15, 16 years ago. But I would tell you this, Key, when you think about it. Bob Stoops was there about 18 years. He won one national title. But because he won the first one so early, yeah, what's happening? Why aren't we doing it again? To your point, the Celtics meeting the moment, maybe Brad Stevens just got there quicker than expected. First year on the job, disaster, right? No no worries. 25 and 57. 25 wins in his first year. Then they jump to 40. And this is Key's point. Now they start looking like the Celtics in terms of moving in the right direction. Third year, they go to 48. Fourth year, they go to 53. Then in their fifth year, they go to 55. So in his first five years, he wins more than the previous year every single time. And in five years, they have doubled their win total. And then they dropped down to 49 last year. And then this year, 48. But it wasn't an 82-game schedule. I want to mention, Keith. this is one thing that's not being mentioned about the Celtics. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the last four years. Yes. If you're listening this morning, you're like, wait a minute, is that yeah. true? Yes, yes they, ran, they ran into LeBron a couple times, and you know what happens when you run into LeBron when LeBron is in the East. But I'm not, I'm, this, this whole thing with Philly, the comparison, Brad Stevens, he's taken the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the last four years. There's, that, that is worth something. I'm not going to listen to anybody tell me he's doing a poor job.
2: No, he's not doing a poor job. It's just that others are going to catch up like the nets is coming they're not going anywhere they they're the new the new york nets the brooklyn nets are about to add one of the top 3 players in the nba that, that they didn't have last year they getting ready to add that dude now miami who who's up 2-0 on boston is probably sniffing around milwaukee without milwaukee knowing they're trying to poach something that everybody would like to have they're going to get stronger. And oh, by the way, maybe the heat will get even stronger. It, that's what I'm saying. Well. So when you, start, when you start looking and you start saying to yourself, time runs out, right? The Philadelphia 76ers, when they had J.J. Redick and his, oh, we're going to do this. And then they get Jimmy Butler. Oh, we're going to do that. And Ben Simmons and Embiid. And now the coach is fired because the expectations were so great, they didn't live up to them. Now, people run out in sports, patience. They just do. They do.
1: Game three of the series tomorrow night. And we'll see if the Celtics can cut it in half. Still to come, the Browns are indeed back on track if you watch Thursday night football. But is the future actually brighter for that other team in Ohio that lost to Cleveland last night? We'll get into that. Boots on the ground. We will go to Cleveland next.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around...
5: Must be twenty one plus and present in select states. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. Terms and conditions apply see app for details.
1: Keyshawn, Jaywill, Zubin. Are you are you programming the music now? What's going on here with this? You were you were listening to some of this stuff yesterday in the break. It's kind of smooth now, and kind
2: of I know you just didn't say some of this stuff in the break. <laughs> I know you just didn't say that. What we do you mean? That we wasn't listening to this. I that thought wasn't you it? No, no, it was sorta kind of. We was listening to the more uh, new edition jodeci uh oh old school bryson story. uh tiller the, those are yeah, okay. yeah you're taking me back a little uh, bit. uh we also what else did we play The we had a little uh tina maria rick james going Oh, oh rick james yeah okay so. all right <laughs>
1: let's go let's find out what the deal is in cleveland this morning aaron goldhammer espn 850 uh hosts a show there really popular show hammer nation we've talked over the years aaron good morning. Uh, I think the last time I talked to you was the Cavs and the Warriors in the NBA Finals, (laughs) so it's been quite some time. My wrestling
2: buddy, Goldhammer.
1: Greg the Hammer, Valentine, Goldhammer with us this morning. Aaron, the feeling of the day in Cleveland, we like to play fill-in-the-blank here. It's one of our favorite games. Fill-in-the-blank, feeling of the day in Cleveland is?
3: Uh, You guys, the relief after last night is palpable. Um, I was nervous. I told you don't be nervous. Key, I was nervous, and Cleveland was nervous because we felt like it was more than just 0 2 that the Browns were looking at. Um, it was really Baker Mayfield's career was swinging in the balance. <laughs> because if you go 0 2 against two division opponents and you lose on a short week to a rookie quarterback at home who is a division quarterback who's also from Ohio, like all of this stuff was stacking up to tell a story that Case Keenum was going to be playing football for the Cleveland Browns before you know it, and this season was going to fall right off the rails. And so to see Baker and Odell connect, to see the Browns run the ball the way they did, to see them score 35 points, to see their coach coach a good game, and to get this win and get one in the win column. There was some celebrating last night on our postgame show, but more than anything else, I could sense the relief when Baker and Odell hooked up for that touchdown.
2: by Well, well you're going to have some more celebrating throughout the years. I've always told you that just it's, it's patience. You, you, they'll be okay to, you know, they'll be okay. You just got to let it kind of marinate a little bit. Now it's only one game, right? OBJ had a terrific game. Baker Mayfield had a terrific game. Based on last night though, did you see enough to think that OBJ will be the long-term solution there in Cleveland?
3: Sean, I, I think, based on where the Browns are headed, um, I think that the Browns are going to trade Odell Beckham, and it 's just a matter of when. Um, now I, I know you talked about this, you guys talked about this, and, and we played some of the audio on our show earlier this week. Um, you know it, it's the the finances of this that they have two fifteen million dollar receivers that 's thirty million dollars on receivers that the browns are are paying. They also already signed uh, Kareem Hunt to a contract extension. Nick Chubb, who I think is their best offensive player, has is, is coming up on a contract extension. They've paid Miles Garrett $125 million. And if Baker continues to play well, they're going to have to pay him. And I just don't know if they have enough room under the cap for it to make sense. And just because Odell played one good half with Baker, which really was the first half last night, in fact, I don't think Odell even had a ball thrown his way in the second half last night. I, I don't think he is an important enough player to this style of offense. And I think if he plays well, that his value back in return, the Browns at some point are going to take. But I think it's just a matter of when. Is it going to be before the trade deadline this year? Is it going to be after the season? But my guess is, guys, a year from now, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be playing somewhere else.
2: Wow. I mean, that. that... That's interesting, but at least they get off cheap because if they had me, I'd need all $30 million, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just teasing. When, they, when you look at the defense, right, Miles Garrett, uh, Denzel Ward, those guys came to play last night against a young rookie quarterback that threw the ball 61 times and was effective in getting his team into the end zone three times. Is there any cause for concern on the defensive side? Well, the Browns
3: are super banged up in their secondary. They lost the rookie, Grant Delpit, for the year uh, with a terrible injury, and hopefully he'll be able to come back from that at some point. But it's not going to be this season. They're missing linebackers and two corners. Greedy Williams uh, from LSU and, and Kevin Johnson, who's an important player on their defense. So the hope is they get some of these guys back. But, I mean, yeah. There were a couple of guys playing on that defense last night. I don't want to name names because I feel like it's not right after they won. Okay. But there are a couple of guys playing on that defense last night that should be in the Arena League or the Canadian League or not in the (laughs) the National Football League. So, Miles made a great play, forced a turnover. Denzel was fantastic on A.J. Green, who was targeted 13 times and only caught three passes. That's awesome. Against still one of the best receivers in football. But you know the Browns have defensive problems to allow 30 points to Joe Burrow and the Bengals to allow five for five on fourth down. The nice thing is when you win, you can correct those things. Hopefully, headed into their next game, and then they have a little extra time, ten days before they play Washington a week from Sunday.
2: Aaron Goldhammer on with us from ESPN, Cleveland, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Let me ask you this: off the off the field, is there anybody? on Cleveland's team right now currently in the sports world that could basically be the face of Cleveland sports post-LeBron? So,
3: Keyshawn, we have that billboard space, you know, right across from the arena that became like a Cleveland landmark. Like when my friends from out of town would come in, they would want to take a picture in front of that famous LeBron billboard. It was oh. it was like the most famous spot in town, mm-hmm. even more famous than the Rock Hall or you know what 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 whatever else you know Cleveland has to offer. Um, and eventually, I think LeBron belongs back up on that billboard in some capacity. Uh, but people were saying you know here put Baker Mayfield up there. That not after one game last night, and he still thrown too many interceptions. <laughs> Guys, I, I I think Nick Chubb is that good, okay? And Nick Chubb might be the best running back the Browns have had since Jim Brown retired. It has been Jeez. that long, and I think Nick Chubb is that good. And the combination of Chubb and Hunt, I think it's the best running back combo by far in the NFL. Um. And I I just think Nick Chubb represents so much of what the Browns want to be and what they should be. I mean, there's so many coaches that have come here and tried to throw the ball around 60 times, Freddie Kitchens, and that's not Cleveland football. You know, you have to have an identity in this game. And I, I think when the Browns went six plays 75 yards without even throwing a pass to ice that game last night, It dawned on me we're spending so much time talking about Baker and Odell and their chemistry and that really what the Browns need to be is a running football team. And right now, if you're going to put somebody up on that billboard, it's not Frankie Lindor. who's probably, you know, he's got one foot out the door Mm -hmm. uh, for the Indians. And nobody on the Cavs belongs up there right now. Really, the guy that belongs up there the most is probably Nick Chubb.
2: Hmm. that 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 there is interesting let me ask you this because you're going to be asked this every single time you come on the show with us what is it that you want this year in the end for the browns other than the lombardi that will satisfy you so so you know different organizations and teams have different
3: standards key it's I've lived in Cleveland for 15 years, okay? I've seen just about everything. I've seen the Cavs, the worst team in the league. I've seen them win a championship. I've seen the Indians in the World Series. I've never seen the Browns even competent, okay? So if they were to make the playoffs, if they were to ever host a playoff game – in a post-pandemic world, and I got to see what so many people have told me about what happens in this city when the Browns are good. I mean, that is what I would love to see. So my standard for them isn't even winning in the playoffs at this point. It's just if they got there, that would be the Cleveland sports highlight since the Cavs won the championship
2: in 2016. Mm. Wow incredible great expectations
1: i mean i just can't get over the nick chubb comments we'll have more from aaron if you're listening out there on the really big show every weekday afternoon on espn 850 in cleveland more of his great thoughts on twitter at hammer nation 19 he really brought some interesting thoughts this morning for sure aaron thank you so much for being here this morning Happy to do it, guys. Thank you. Uh huh. All right. So we can't let this go, Key, because while Aaron Goldhammer was saying post Jim Brown that this is the best running back All this right. city's ever had, Jeez. you had a quizzical look. So I picked up the old Apple iPhone. What and, about the uh,
2: one dude? Uh, oh, go ahead. I'll think of him in a minute. He's okay. An old no problem. Guy.
1: No, no problem. No problem. I mean, they've had guys like Kevin Mack. They've had some really yeah, good running Kevin backs. Mack. Over the years. All right, so uh, Chubb came into the league in 2018. And again, we're not just going to base this all on numbers. He's obviously yeah. extrapolating what can he give us in the future. How does he pair well with Baker? How will all that work? So there's some, there's some nuance here. In 2018, he ran for 996 yards. So nearly a 1,000-yard yeah. rusher in his rookie, rookie year. Season. In 2019, this snuck up on some people because of how bad the Browns were. Yeah. 1,494 yards on the ground.
2: So he got better in his sophomore year.
1: right. Second in the league in rushing when you consider that the Browns really couldn't do anything right. There was turmoil and chaos all season long. They had a head coach who probably never should have been a head coach. Right? You get, a competent, you get a competent head coach in there. You have a running back of this yes. ilk. Maybe he does even better. And then this year, obviously, you know, it's been early, but he really thinks that Nick Chubb, could play a role and even be a bigger star than Baker Mayfield. His point about Lindor is great. If Lindor were to stay, I know it's on a baseball conversation, yes. he would easily be Go the face. The He's got yeah. a great smile. He's got incredible talent. He's got everything you want your organization to be. Um, but obviously, one foot in, one foot out, as he said. But to to put Chubb over Baker or even like a breakout star for the Cavs that they might draft, well, I find I think, that a little well, strange.
2: Well, I, I think – See, Baker still has a lot of sour going on around him based on the last couple of years, right? He he has more... Co- I got so damn tired of seeing his face last night on a commercial. Cool. Yeah. Like, every time I look up when they went to commercial break, Breaker Mayfield selling something. So I'm like, okay. I, but I think there's a sour around him from the last couple of years. But quarterbacks are always going to be in front of running backs. That's just. But he needs to get out of this season, like he said. if he can get them to the playoffs, right. maybe get on that verge of Pro Bowl-type performance and maybe make the Pro Bowl or right at the edge of it, that he will basically take – he's a quarterback, face of the team. That's just what it's going to be. I understand what he's saying, that Chubb has shown over the last couple years that he is the heart and soul of that offense. Okay. But a quarterback is always going to be the face of the team. It's right. just – That's what it is. You'll never see Nick Chubb, not that you won't ever see, put it this way, you'll never see Nick Chubb in the amount of commercials that we've already seen Baker Mayfield on. It's it's just not going to happen.
1: Listen, if David Montgomery plays five times better than Mitch Trubisky and the Bears are winning, Trubisky is still getting all the attention because Trubisky is the the quarterback. That's how it goes. Just real quick, Hammer Nation there said he's been in town 15 years, hasn't seen anything, and you just mentioned the Browns making the playoffs. This is what it comes down to. They have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. So them making the playoffs, which seems like a, a common goal for most teams in the league when you start the season, it's been anything but for them. So they are in their own special category when yeah. it comes to
2: making the playoffs. It's it's uh, not good. <laughs> That's a right? good way to put it. <laughs> it's just it's like one of those organizations when they tell you you ready to get drafted, you're trying to figure out how not to go there. Right. You know, most guys, uh, you'll uh, hey, you say, oh man, I'll play anywhere. I there's Wells Fargo banks in every city, right? That's what you think. But then when you've gotten to places like Cleveland, you're kind of like, no, Dad. I don't know if that's what I want to do.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at Home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at Home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. And we are ready from A to Z on the big sports headlines we haven't discussed just yet. And the reason I mention that, there's a lot of eye-popping stuff that happened last night and today. From A to Z, brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill & Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Those would be Bill & Ted. Get premium access and visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. This is just for you, Key, because I know you're a huge golf fan. Justin Thomas pacing the field at the U.S. Open before first-round play was uh, suspended late yesterday. He was 5-under, and I don't say that uh, lightly. The lowest score in a US Open at Winged Foot. This is the sixth time this major has been here. And this is generally considered the toughest major to score at. The champion being over par, two over, three over. Corey Pavin wanted it over par. Uh, at even par, excuse me, 25 years ago. So to be five under at this point, this is truly, Key, a score we have never seen in the history of this major championship. Well,
2: with the humidity out there, you know, the ball travels a little further.
1: <laughs> Key's going to get on the stip meter and start reading the greens here before too long. By the way, if you're wondering, Tiger Woods, three over in his first round. He'll tee off today at one twenty-seven p.m. Eastern time. I know that's what most people are concerned with. Woods, one twenty-seven Eastern today, just outside of New York, not too far from where Key and I are sitting this morning. I also know Key is a huge... Hockey fan, I think we all knew that. The Stanley Cup Final is set. Anthony Sorelli, who came back. And, Let's go, Sorelli! This is all hockey, right? You just get roughed up in the second. You just never come out. You just come right back in the game. The toughness of hockey players is awesome. He injured his right knee in the second, came back in the third, scored in overtime to send the Lightning to the Stanley Cup Final, 2-1. They take out the Islanders in Game 6 last night. So it will be Dallas, and it will be the Lightning, and... In the Stanley Cup Final, get ready folks, it's 2020, it'll be Tampa Bay and Dallas playing for the Stanley Cup Final in Edmonton tomorrow night at 7.30
2: Eastern. Two cities I play football in.
1: Oh, that's right. See, now you have a vested interest to be involved in the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah. Game one, 7.30 Eastern, again in Edmonton, because they have the double bubble. The Toronto bubble has ended in the NHL, but they will play the Stanley Cup Final in Western Canada in Edmonton. And another city Key was in, of course, is New York. The Yankees Key... They just demolished the Jays in this three-game series key. The Yankees hit 19 home runs in a three-game series. It is the most home runs ever hit in a three-game series in Major League Baseball history. And guess what? Even old John Carlos Stanton decided to get healthy and hit one last night.
2: You know, the Yankees are getting back in this thing. Uh, We counted, not necessarily counted them out, but two weeks ago it looked like that they were on the brink of missing the playoffs and not holding their end of the bargain, East Coast versus West Coast Dodgers-Yankees look like it's going to happen.
1: Congratulations to the White Sox who clinched their first playoff berth since 08, and the Rays are also in. They're in for the second year in a row. Joe Burrow last night um, was great, but think about this. He lost no games in his final year at LSU. He's now lost two games in five days. (laughs) one of those situations. It it, it, happens,
2: man. What does it do to you mentally? Think about it. I left USC as the number one overall pick, capping things off at the Rose Bowl, beating down Greenies, Northwestern, Wildcats and then come to the, to, to the New York Jets and go 1-15. Mm. You know how that felt? So imagine when you win a national title at LSU, you become the number one pick, the toast of the town of Cincinnati, and, and, and now you're 0-2. But the great thing that I take from that game last night with him is his moxie, his poise. He's a young quarterback that did a lot of good things that make you think the future could potentially be bright For the Bengals. Joe Mixon's there. I don't know what they do with A.J. Green long-term because if I'm A.J. Green and I'm at the end of my deal, do I want to – it's almost like a rebuilding situation. Right. Do I want to be around for the rebuilding process? Off an injury last year. I'm 32 years old and I want to get paid, but I also want to win. But when you look at T. Higgins, a young receiver, they drafted out of Clemson. Mm -hmm. You still got John Ross that's there that hopefully will develop into something. Speedster. So when you start to kind of look at things, Joe Burrow seems to be – headed in the right direction. I mean, you you see some of these young quarterbacks like a Mitch Trubisky friend. Mitch right. Trubisky didn't look like that no. in his first game, no. right? Is not even close. So the one thing that I would say, though, is I don't want my quarterback throwing the ball 61 times.
1: 37 of 61 for 316, but three No, TDs. I'm cool.
2: I, I, I'm fine with the TDs, but I don't want my young quarterback throwing 61 times when I'm not down by 28. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. The game was close enough where I can mix and match and get a nice ratio of 50-50, a 40-60, 45-55. I don't need to throw again 61 times in, in three sacks. You, you, you're you putting him in a bad situation, you know, and, and that's what happens – That that's what will happen to a young quarterback is all of a sudden you look up and that sack total – just goes up and people don't even pay attention to how many times he's dropping back when they look at it. They just go, Oh, he's throwing sixty one times. Yeah, he's being sacked three times. And imagine if he did that every single game. And and he gets sacked three times every single game. Mm. I mean it'll fracture the kid.
1: More football talk, Bart Scott, 7.15 a.m. Eastern, 11-year NFL vet. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ. Get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Still to come, the one thing and the only thing that could stand in the way of a Miami Heat championship. We'll get to that next.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them.